Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Big Ass Hercules podcast. Uh, brought to you, of course, by 247hawkeye.com. I am one of your two hosts, uh, Tall Paul. I'm here with my good buddy, Simo. Simo, how are you tonight? Doing well, Paul. How you been? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, you know, a little peek behind the curtain here, everybody, is we've been running into some uh, some technical issues trying to get this done. And, and so this is about our fourth or fifth time trying to record this. So we're, we're hopefully this is going to make <laughs> I feel like we've done this intro a couple, quite a few times, Paul. I, you know, we have, and you know, uh, I'm going to start, uh, I might have to make a drinking game out of this. Uh, every time we run into this, I, I do it, you know, do a shot or something. That way <laughs> things get interesting by the end of the pod. Well, let's, let's hope, we, let's hope this is the last time we have to start this off. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, the, you know, I, I did mention that, of course, we are uh, we're, you know, we're part of the 247hawkeye.com family. Guys, make sure you uh, you listen to the podcast and check out 247hawkeye.com. Some of the best free Hawkeye content on the Internet. Uh, tons of great stories. Uh, certainly our podcast is run by a really passionate Hawkeye fan named uh, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony. And uh, he's he's always worth uh I'll listen to if anything he's he's definitely entertaining um and uh and of course the website is sponsored by uh the iowa answering service you can uh, check them out at www.iaanswer.com give chris a call over at 319-393-1775 uh not sure uh what they can do for your business, give them a call, see what they can do. They are a fantastic company founded and run by military veterans, just like me and Simo. Yeah. Once again, a great big thanks to Nolan and Chris and uh, all the things that Chris over there does for uh, does for veterans and, and the community as well. Absolutely. So Simo, uh, you know, again, this is starting to feel like Groundhog's Day, but uh you know, we, we do have a chance to talk a little bit of football, to talk uh, – there there has been some news, some national stuff going on, uh, a chance to talk a little Big Ten football here as the uh, the preseason watch list for the for the national awards uh, have, have, have started coming out. Um, there's definitely a ton of Big Ten flavor with all the awards, and some of them even have some Hawkeyes in them, right? Yeah. Um, uh, for the ones that have been released so far – um, there's, there's, uh, you know, two or three, uh, I think three awards that have Hawkeyes listed on them as uh, candidates for, for the preseason, uh, uh, on the preseason list. So, you know, we, we'll get into that, you know, along with, uh, you know, like, like we talk about, you know, we're a Hawkeye, we're a Hawkeye podcast, but you know, with, especially with it being just conference games only this year, mm. um, we thought it'd be, it'd be fun to talk about all the, uh, the Big Ten players that were that are there on the list as well, not just the Hawkeyes and Big Ten teams who are represented on some of these lists, and maybe in some cases some Big Ten teams that aren't represented on the list, right? Absolutely. Do you want to just uh, jump right into that one? Yeah, you know, uh, one of my favorite awards in all of college football uh, at the end of the year is the Doak Walker Award. Uh, you know, that's given annually to uh, what they consider to be the the best running back in the country, right? Absolutely, without a doubt. And uh, you know, Iowa, we're we're no stranger to this award. No, uh, was two thousand eight. Sean Green was was the winner of the Doak Walker. 
Um, and he had a great offensive line to run behind. And you generally aren't going to win the Doak, Walk- Doak Walker uh, if you don't have a great offensive line. No, absolutely not. And man, you, you think back to that 08 season and I, you know, the Penn state game, you know, the, the winning on the last second field goal, always fun to, to beat a top five team at home uh, or at least a ranked team at home. And, uh, and I think they were undefeated coming into Kinnick that year. Yes, they were. Uh, uh, but I, I, you know, it, I think what, what may have won uh, Sean Green the award that year was, uh, I think it was the Purdue game where he just annihilated people from the running back position. Yeah, he was a bulldozer. He was just trucking people and had a big game that, that year. Absolutely. So, uh, well, Simon, who are some of the names on the list for the Doak Walker that jumped out at you? Well, the Hawkeyes have, have two representatives on that list. Uh, Tyler Goodson, I figured he'd be on that list, and he is, mm-hmm. sophomore. Uh, but the senior running back, Makai Sargent, jumped out at me. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I, I kind of figured I penciled in Tyler Goodson as the starter this year. Um, so I didn't expect to see Sargent on that list. Um, but it's, it's, it's good to have multiple representatives for, for the Hawkeyes. Absolutely. And, you know, when I look at Tyler Goodson, you know, you, you know who he reminds me of? Who's that? Ronnie Harmon. With better hands, of course. Ooh. Better, yeah, better hands. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not going back to eighty-five on this one. We're not Marty McFly. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're not gonna talk about that one tonight. But, but yeah, but definitely, uh, Ronnie Harmon, you know, had 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 a great combination, great combination of speed and strength, and agility and balance. Yes, uh, you know, and, and that's I, I see a lot of that uh, out of Tyler is that you know. Uh, He's got a little bit of that Akram Wadley uh, uh, maneuverability with his feet. The shiftiness. The shiftiness, absolutely. Um, I've seen him do a couple of things that, you know, I'm thinking that's that's L2 and and the right stick with with the PlayStation remote, you know, like. uh, Oh, absolutely. uh, So and, and to do those things last year as a true freshman, you know, he's he's continued to work that you know in the off season he's he's gotten stronger um and, and been able to to look at some of the things that he did well and things that he could improve on and i i, I really think they're the future the sky is the limit for tyler i think so um you know if, if, if those are the numbers he put up as a freshman i can't wait to see what he does even in a 10 game schedule this year against against the big 10 and by the way, you know, Iowa was fairly established at the running back position. They did not go through a ton of injuries last year. Tyler got onto the field because he's that special and, and uh, you know, special enough that that there's another guy on this watch list from Iowa. And he he basically took his spot, took his starting spot. Yeah. 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 My Kai Sargent uh, last year was, you know, the, the transfer mm-hmm. was he was slated to be the starter and he got his chance and, it, and, it, and he didn't, he didn't falter. He, it's not like he had a bad season. It's just that when Goodson got in, th- there was, there was so much, there's so much good that he was able to put on tape and people were able to see in person 
that he forced his way into the lineup. Yeah, you could see it uh, fairly early in the season. They were giving him some spot duty. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he he may not have had the, the huge splash plays. Uh, I think he actually did get in the end zone early against our, uh, Miami of Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it, it was later in that game when, when the game was already out of hand. But you could you could see from the moment he stepped on the field that he's got something that that you can't coach some of the things that that, that he can do with the football in his hand yeah there, there's there's times you can you, you can see a running back and just the way we can't see the way that they see the field but you can tell that they see it way differently than, than a lot of other guys do at the position. And Tyler Goodson's one of those guys, in, in my opinion, right now. And I, I cannot wait to watch watch him this season. I think my favorite play from him last year was in the Minnesota game. You know, he, he cuts to the outside, and he winds up dragging about three guys into the end zone from about three yards out. He, he was not going to be stopped. No, I mean, that, that guy, that, the, the strength it must take in those legs – to drag that many people for that far three, three yards doesn't sound like very, very far. I mean, I can't, I can't, dra- I have a hard time dragging two of my kids on my legs, three feet, <laughs> you know, and he, and he was doing that to grow to grown men. Absolutely. For, for three yards. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's power right there. Well, what other names uh, from the big 10 jumped out to you on, on the list of, you know, the Doke Walker, uh, on the Doak Walker watch list, um, you got you got Penn you got a Penn State that has that has two representatives as well, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Journey Brown and Noah Kane, both juniors, uh, and they're and they're both very good running backs. Extremely talented. Uh, Drake Anderson is the name that that kind of jumped out at me uh, from Northwestern, uh, sophomore. Um, I got to be honest, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't really remember a lot about Drake Anderson, um, but. With uh, uh, Pat Fitzgerald getting a transfer quarterback from Clemson starting this year, um, I, I wonder how much that played into the uh, the, nop- the the preseason nomination. Uh, you know, because if, if this kid comes in with all the hype that he has and produces, you know, th- this might be a this might be a uh, example of the passing game opening up the running game. Definitely, and and you know, with with what Northwestern likes to do, uh, you know, they're they're you know a, a lot like. You know, uh, you know. Obviously, they, they they've been running the spread longer than a lot of teams. They, they were running a, a version of the spread probably back in the '90s, uh, back when teams with lesser talent were using spread offenses to to try to be able to compete with teams with better talent. It, it, you know, and now everybody seems to be using some version of the spread or at least spread elements. Um, I really like. Uh, that that Drake Anderson is on the list because Northwestern was so bad on offense last year. So bad. Uh, You know, he's definitely somebody that obviously I think we ought to keep an eye on. Um, And, you know, North, like you mentioned, the, the transfer quarterback from Clemson having Drake Anderson, uh, you know, and, and uh, a, a big 10 West division that, I don't know that there's any clear-cut favorite. You know, keep an eye out on Northwestern. They could they could very easily turn things around. 
They, they shocked the Big Ten two years ago and won the West. I mean, it, it's I, I can't say it's out of the question that, you know, it could happen again. Absolutely. You know, they've uh, they've been to Indianapolis more recent than uh, Minnesota or Nebraska has. So. Well, we're, I, I can make Nebraska jokes all day long, but I'm, I think I'll just go ahead and pass on that one. That, that, that was a softball. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to take it for a strike. All right. Um, no, uh, <laughs> no, no, no hanging fruit for Simo tonight. Uh, understood. So, um, but speaking of Nebraska, uh, Diedrich Mills is on, is on the Walker list from Nebraska. He's a senior. Um, another name that jumped on out of the list, uh, jumped out of the page on me, uh, was Nakia Watson from, from Wisconsin. And, Anytime, anytime that you have a Wisconsin team, you know, like I said before, with, with the offensive lines that they produce year in and year out, mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if there wasn't a Wisconsin representative on this list. And Nakia Watson, yeah, he's a sophomore, but it's, it, you know, it's next man up at running back at Wisconsin. I, you know, it's, I don't think it's out of the question. He, he could run for 13, 1400 yards this year. Absolutely. You know, in, in, a, in a 10, in a 10 game season. Would not be surprising at all. And you know, uh, you know, you know when you go play Wisconsin, just like when teams know when they go play Iowa. Uh, you know, it's what some people refer to as that that two chin strap game. You know, you're it's going to be a man on man. You know, who's who's going to be the tougher team? And uh, you know, that's what I love seeing when I watch football. Is I, I you know I want to see one team just try to physically out dominate another team. I'm not sure that, that Wisconsin hasn't been the best at that in the big 10 in the last 10 years. So maybe yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin doesn't always have, doesn't always get the, you know, the talents that, you know, you know, the Michigans or the Ohio States or the Penn States get, um, but year in and year out. I mean, they, they take, they, they're kind of cut from the same cloth as Iowa to an extent mm-hmm. where, you know, they'll take guys and, They'll just, you know, develop them. I can't really, maybe not develop them, but you, you can't really develop too much a 300, a six foot eight, 330 pound, you know, lineman. But, uh, but you know, th- but, but they'll take and mold it, mold guys in, into what they want to do. And then it's just, hey, we're going to line up and you try and stop us. So, so it's funny you brought up Michigan and Ohio State. Who do they have on the list? Uh, let me check. Uh, check it twice. Check it three times. Check it four times. Uh, they don't have anybody, Paul. Excuse me. They don't. Michigan and Ohio State do not have a representative on the Doak Walker watch list. I'm stunned. That's that. That's you know. In 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 uh in preparing for this, I I I I, I had to look again because I'm I, you know they like they get three, four, five star athletes. Their recruits, mm-hmm. and I didn't see one on the list, and that surprised the heck out of me. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, uh, uh, to me, Ohio State, b- just because you know they 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 don't rebuild; they just reload at every position. And, yep. Uh, we'll put we'll put we'll put you know seven eight guys in the first two rounds of the draft. Oh, hey, guess what? We have we have another four star guy here that's a sophomore. Yeah. That, that was gonna be in the, well, let's throw him in the starting lineup next year. <laughs> and by the way, he probably beat out some five-star recruit that's a year ahead of him. Probably, so, probably. Yeah. So, it, but, but you know, in 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 thinking about it, 
you know, I was just wondering if, and I'm not really well versed on, you know, depth charts of Michigan or Ohio State, but I wonder if the reason that they don't, they didn't, they didn't have a representative on the list was they're just not sure who's going to start at this point. So you don't want to put somebody on your list and, you know, they're, you know, coming off the bench and mop up time in the fourth quarter at, you know, game one. Well, that makes it all that more interesting to me that that Iowa could have two guys that could have Goodson and Sargent on there because, uh, you know, they're, they're obviously one's going to take carries and, and opportunities away from the other, uh, you know, being that, that you know, you know, that, that only one can carry the football on any given play and uh, the likelihood of them being in together at the same time. While, uh, while I would love to see that because I think you can do a lot of great things with, with Tyler Goodson, I, uh, you know, I, I can't see, you know, Sargent getting, getting enough touches uh, through, uh, throughout the course of, the, uh, of a Big Ten season to, to really be on this list unless they think you know, Sargent, you know, has, you know, more potential than, uh, you know, and maybe you're right. Maybe they just don't know who they could even throw on this list from Michigan or Ohio state, but that's, that's just really surprising. Um, and, and, you know, like you, I had to check the list two, three times. And in the course of doing that, I realized going outside the big 10 for a moment that it wasn't just Michigan, Ohio state, but there was no Florida, no, no, the U no Miami and no Texas. We're, we're talking about big time programs, four and five star athletes every year for them to not have anybody on the uh, uh, Doak Walker watch list, stunning to me, stunning. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even notice that until you mentioned it. Um, but to have you know big time programs like that, that you know have, like you said, the biggest you know the biggest names in Texas, you know stay in Texas a lot of times, go and play for the Longhorns. You know, Florida and Miami, you know, mm-hmm. get. You know, there's, you know, dozens of top tier running backs that come out of that state. Absolutely. And that they recruit heavy to stay to stay at home and to not have one on the list. That 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 shocked me as well. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Sergeant actually may have come from uh, one of the Florida high schools originally. Now, he he, he was a Juco transfer to Iowa, but I want to say he played his high school ball right here in the Sunshine State. So, uh and not even one of the the higher recruited players, obviously. So uh, let's 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 move on to the next award, uh, the next watch list, uh, uh, the Bed Bedneric Award. Yeah, the Bedneric Award. Uh, it's for the nation's outstanding defensive player. Um, there's a couple guys on this list that I noticed that are on that are on other lists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there. We don't we don't we don't have a representative for the Hawkeyes on this. We do not. Um, but but we have guys like uh, uh, jo- uh, George Carlaftis, from a defensive end for Purdue. Yes. Uh, Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Uh, Quiddy Pay, defensive end from Michigan. Jack Sanborn, uh, a heck of a linebacker from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antoine Simmons, linebacker from Michigan State. And uh, you know, surprise, surprise. Ohio State's got a cornerback on here, uh, Sean Wade. Yeah, you know who, who will you know by, probably by the end of the year will be a top ten pick. Probably he, he may yeah, uh, elite corners uh, and and Ohio State definitely you know has a lineage of of corners. Uh, yeah, Sean Wade is is definitely 
right up there in, amongst the the Eli Apples and and the guys that they've had come through uh, that that program. So, you know, as I was looking at this, the the name that really jumped off the page to, to me was Micah Parsons. Uh, I, yeah, Mike Micah Parsons. I think he's a, he he's a he's a heck of a linebacker too, uh, from Penn State. Um, you know that that guy that guy could be a first rounder next year as well. And he could he can move sideline to sideline, and he's he's just he's just a he's just a massive man, and uh, I definitely would not want to uh, have a have a ball and carrying it in his direction. Yeah, you know, sp- speaking of great lineage at, at a position, Penn State and linebacker, those those seem to kind of go to uh, you know together hand in hand. It's like peanut butter and jelly, Paul. <laughs> uh, I mean, some, some some things when you when you think of one thing. You automatically think of another thing, and, and and one of the things I think about always when Penn when I hear Penn State is oh, they always they always just kick out great linebackers. Absolutely, you know they they do a great job of identifying talent at that position, and uh, you know they they always have always always have a, a special player at that, that at the linebacker spot. Sometimes a couple of them, and uh, that's why you know they're they're always very sound defensively. Yeah, Penn State's defense is, you know, you, you the, especially you know, keeping it with an Iowa flavor. Every time Penn State comes to comes to Kinnick, you know, it seems like you're not scoring a bunch of points on them. They're not. No, um, but you, you know, a lot of times Iowa finds ways to win. A lot of times Penn State finds ways to win in the last second. Yeah, you know, Iowa has that. Iowa does that to them as well. Absolutely. So I mean, it, you know, a great defense is one thing that you're uh, a, a great linebacking core in particular is something that you're always going to, you're always going to find at Penn state. I, you know, if you go back over Kirk's time, you know, the last 20 plus years at Iowa, uh, he, he is absolutely given Penn state fits. And that game, uh, that, 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 that game is al- almost always decided by some type of special teams play uh, a, a block kick, a block field goal, a, a punt return for a touch. There's some, you know, going into that game, there's going to be a kickoff. There's going to be a special teams play that that may end up deciding the game. That I always go in looking for that. And it, can, it might it might be like the the, few, the couple times we've beaten Penn State late. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it could be you know the the last play of the game. Yep. Where you know a kick, you know it's you know the the, the kicker makes a forty yard field goal to win the game. Um, you just you just never know what's going to happen, but you always, you know, whenever whenever special teams comes out during 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 that game, you're not going to the bathroom. You're you're because you know something's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, fourth down might be the most exciting down uh, in in the Iowa Penn State series because anything can happen on fourth down. It seems like in that uh, when those two teams get together. Yeah, without a doubt. So. Well, there there isn't a lot of uh, Hawkeye flavor to talk about with that award, um, and I think we both agree. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. But uh, I, I think it, it the Big Ten's best chance to have somebody win the Bednarik probably lies with Micah Parsons, uh, and I'd probably have. Uh, I might put Carl uh, Loftus in as the second best chance. I put Carl Loftus up there. Um... Sean Wade's probably going to have a great season, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm going to put him up there for 
you know, the, the most outstanding defensive player. Uh, he'll be in the conversation, certainly. But I think as far as it, it probably, I, I think probably those three, maybe, maybe Sanborn out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but definitely, definitely the first two that you mentioned, I think would probably be the best, the best chance for uh, a big 10 representative to win the award. Sometimes I think it's hard for guys from like Ohio state to win awards because they have so much, so much talent and, and they have so many different guys on their team that, that are getting notoriety and things. It's hard for any individual to really stand out and say, well, you know, Sean Wade is the best player, uh, you know, in the country on defense. Well, how it's hard to say that when he's surrounded by so many other elite players. Uh, you know, so I think sometimes that works against them from a individual award standpoint. Does that make any sense what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it, it makes it makes total sense. You know, unless your name's Chase Young, right? But but I mean, a guy a guy like that doesn't come doesn't come along every day. Um, but uh, but yeah, definitely. There's so many there's so many guys on defense at Ohio State that you know are all world that it's it's hard to narrow it down. And sometimes they take away you know if they they, they cancel each other out in the voting process too. Exactly, exactly. That and that that was definitely another point I I, I was trying to make, but well. Yeah. I guess I just wasn't able to put it into words that, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've got, you know, a Sean Wade and then you've got, you know, an all world defensive end and, and whatever, uh, you got a Bosa brother. Yeah. You got a Bosa Bosa brother on there. Exactly. You know, one's probably going to steal votes from the other and and what's going to end up happening is neither one of them may end up winning. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but, uh, since we uh, we weren't able to talk any Hawkeye flavor with the Bidneric, uh why don't we move to a position where Iowa probably has a, a legit chance at winning. Let's talk about um, uh, the, the Dallas Clark Award. No, wait, that's not what it's called. Uh, no, no, the, the, the Mackey Award, Paul. They haven't renamed it the Dallas Clark Award yet. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, so obviously we're talking about the Mackey, and for those who – aren't aware or don't follow closely Mackey is uh the best tight end in the country and it should shouldn't the best tight end come from tight end you i think so but you know in fairness we should probably talk about the other guys too yeah absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i got by my count i got eight guys uh from the big 10 uh that are that are preseason watch list from the Mackey award we got uh pat fryermuth from uh, penn state Mm-hmm. Uh, Preyton Hendershot from Indiana, Luke Farrell, a pretty good tight end from Ohio State, right? Uh, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, another good tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Eubanks, uh, Jake's Nick Eubanks from Michigan, Jake Stoll from Nebraska. Uh, forgive me, I, I had the, I practiced this plenty of times today. I'm still gonna butcher it. Chagosium Oaken Oaken Oakenquo. Chagosium Okenquo from Maryland. And then uh, I'd say one of the, one of the you know, along with Tyler Goodson, one of the biggest surprises, most pleasant surprises from the Hawkeyes last year, Sam Laporta. Oh, Sammy. Sam Sammy. Laporta, uh, true fre- – I'm sorry, uh, fre- sophomore. Was a true freshman last year. Uh, sophomore uh, on this list. I mean, his, his stats didn't jump out on the page at you. 
uh, when you go back and just look at, you know, you know, the receptions and the yards and the touchdowns. Um, but, the, but Sam Laporta made memorable plays. Uh, and it, he was another one like Tyler Goodson where, you know, he, he basically forced his way into the lineup. Right. By the way, so now we're talking about a true freshman, not just at a big tent school, but at tight end you finding his way onto the field. Yeah, after after uh, the Hawks lost, you know, uh, oh, what were their, those names? Uh, uh, some some TJ guy. Oh yeah, Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and Noah Fant, and the you know first and third team All Americans. You know, Iowa was looking looking for you know somebody to fill in the gap at tight end, and Sean Byer was there, and Sean Byer didn't do a bad job. Um, but Sam Laporta, you know. The coaching staff must have saw something in practice where he he was just flat out beating Sean Byer out of the job. You know, we talk about Iowa being tight end you, and and I joked about you know this being the Dallas Clark Award, but obviously Iowa has had a multiple Mackey Award winners uh, in, in the two thousands, mm-hmm. and you know the the latest being of course T.J. Hawkinson. And, you know, the funny thing is, if he hadn't won it, Noah Fant probably would have. Yeah. Either him or uh, what was that? Uh, Stoneburner? Is that was his name from, from Texas A&M? Yeah, but I don't think he was really, you know, he, he was just another name so that, you know, it, it wasn't just Fant and Hawkinson and, and you know, and, and you got to have somebody from the SEC, you know, in there just because, uh, you know, but. And then, not that there's anything wrong with, with him or anything. Uh, you know, the, the name that really seems to jump out to me from the names that you listed outside of uh, Sam was Jack Stoll from Nebraska. Jack Stoll, who, yeah. Who I am pretty sure is entering into his ninth year there. I feel like, I, I feel like I've heard his name for about the last six years uh, when it comes to the Iowa-Nebraska series. Is it, is it just me or – no, he he's the uh, he's the Nebraska uh, equivalent of Jess Settles. Ah, yes, exactly. That that has to be it. That's got to be the name. Going. The name that you swore from from nineteen ninety two till nineteen ninety nine. You're like he's still playing. <laughs> it, it it definitely does feel that way about Stoll, and you know I think part of that is uh, you know he's he's made some some memorable plays. I I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, you know, he, he has made some plays in the Iowa Nebraska series. Uh, I hope he doesn't make any this year, but, uh, you know, he, he, he definitely has been an impact in the series from the tight end position. So, uh, congrats to him and, and the other big 10 players who have found their way onto the Mackey watch list. Unfortunately for them, uh, you know, Sam Laporta will be, uh, the next great tight end, uh, and and the next Mackey Award winner, I, I'm I'm calling that right now. That uh, that is his award to lose for 2020. He may he may win it twice. 20. Oh, well, yeah, because he can't he can't he can't jump to the league until after until after next year. So right. So he's got he's got two years to to get at least one. So I mean, I hope you're right. I hope we, I hope he does get back to back. Yeah. Well, and I and I have some legit reasons for this. Number one, uh, I feel like. Iowa may have the best coach in the country coaching tight ends, somebody who has uh, 
just unbelievable experience coaching elite tight ends at the NFL level. Hall of Fame tight end. Hall of Fame tight end. Uh, and so, so anytime you're getting that kind of coaching and I, I, I you know, I, I think the one thing that we saw, we saw it definitely against USC. We saw it uh, against Minnesota. Laporta is athletic. He, he's he's not Noah Fant athletic, at least not yet. Not yet. Uh, and he may never have. And by the way, Noah Fant, he's he's freaky athletic for a tight end. Uh, but you know what? He's he's got incredible hands. He runs great routes and, you know, for a true freshman to, to, to come in and, and play the tight end position means he's got it upstairs as well. And so uh, I, the, the sky is the limit for Laporta. I kid about him winning two Mackies, but uh, it, it, it does not hurt being on the watch list and playing in Iowa because, uh, you know, they're paying attention. They're paying attention to what Iowa is doing at that position. Yeah. The, the people at the Mackey award, you know, they know what they're doing the same way with every, with every other award. Um, they wouldn't put a guy who had, you know, a handful of starts and really only, I mean, a couple of handfuls of, 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 of catches. Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't put them on the list if they didn't, if they didn't see what was going on in Iowa city and, and they know, they, they know talent when they see it. And Sam Laporte has got talent. He's got, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be put in that position as a freshman. Like you said, if he, if he didn't have the smarts and the athletic ability. And you know what I really love, uh, you start to look at what the Iowa offense uh, is going to look like. I don't, I don't, I, I can't recall a time where Iowa was so loaded at the skill positions, running back, receiver, tight end. I mean, the question is quarterback. And, you know, what do they always say a quarterback's best friend is? Especially a young quarterback. His tight end. end. Absolutely. And, you know, if you take away Smith-Marset, if you you try to take away Brandon Smith – you try to take away the guys I was going to play in the slot, and they've got two or three that are really, really good. You take uh, away, you take away a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Exactly, uh, and and you know what? Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Laporta does draw a little extra attention. Well, you know what? That's not the worst thing in the world either, because just like that, now all of a sudden, maybe you get Goodson matched up on a linebacker in space, and and he's going to win that battle. And that's why he's on the the Doak Walker award list too, right, right. So, 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 Paul, uh, since since you're calling right now, Laporta, it's it's his to lose. Who would who would you think if there was a it was gonna be a second um, Big Ten tight end, you know, at, at the awards show with Laporta? Who do you think that would be? I'll probably go Farrell at Ohio State. Um, you know, again, we're talking about an offense that would be absolutely loaded, uh, a a quarterback who's going to be in the running for, uh, you know, postseason awards, Heisman Trophy, uh, Davey O'Brien, uh, you know, that they're always uber talented on the outside at Ohio state too. You just can't defend everything. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
I think that would open up some things down the scene for, for Farrell. So that would be my guess. I think I'm right there with you. So, uh, you know, and that's what Ohio State does better than anybody else in the conference due to just the level of athlete that they recruit is they stress your defense in ways that that other teams in the league simply can't. And the team that probably came closest last year to what they do would, would have been Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, who, by the way, uh, lost to Iowa last year. I just want to throw that in just because. I'm did, Iowa, did Iowa did Iowa wreck another perfect season late against Minnesota last year? I, I must have missed that. Yeah. You know, uh, Kinnick Stadium is, is the place where uh, national championship dreams come to die. Well, uh, you know, you, we have plenty of proof of that. You know, uh, 2015 against uh, – no, I'm sorry, 2016 against uh, Ohio State. You know, you go back to 2008, 2009 – I'm sorry, 2000, 2008 against Penn State. There's, there's, plenty, of, there's, there's plenty of other instances. Of, I think it was, what, the 13 or 15 Michigan game where they came in uh, top five. Iowa was unranked to just gotten, uh, gotten their, their – uh, butts handed to them at Penn State. Nobody thought they'd win. Uh, got walloped. Got walloped by Penn State. Maybe one of the worst losses of the Ferentz era. I mean, there have only been a handful of times that I can recall where Iowa was simply just – had the, no chance of winning that game they, on they that were particular beat, day. They were beat getting off the bus that day. Yeah. And, yeah. and through no fault of their own. Right, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, there there have only been uh, you know the the Rose Bowl against Stanford was another one. That uh, was be my next one. The, the yeah, the uh, Christian McCaffrey Bowl. Yeah, uh, and even I mean, yeah, I, I don't really count what happened in '99 or 2000. That that, that no, but, those uh, those 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 are the years we don't we don't speak of. Right, but I mean, if if you if you look at this millennium 2000 to current for the last 20 years you you really have to look hard uh to find uh, uh games where iowa was just they were not even competitive it, it it happens here and there game snowball on you but but man it it's rare it it, it was rare so uh i i so with that in mind, I, I think we should uh, get back on track here. Let's let's yeah. Let's look at the lot the the lot award. The lot impact trophy award. Lot impact trophy award. Um, who, who, who's in the running for this? As far as like what what uh, what what is this award for? Um, it, it's 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 pretty similar uh, to the Benaric award. Um, there, there's a, and it's similar to the fact that there's a lot of players that were on the big Bednarik uh, watch list that are on the lot watch list. Uh, you have your uh, Carl Optis from Purdue, Parsons from Penn State, Pay from Michigan, Sandboard from Wisconsin, Antoine Simmons from Michigan State, Sean Wade from Ohio State, uh, and a couple different other guys on there. Uh, on this one, they're different from the other uh, list. Uh, we have Boodle from uh, cornerback from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Patty Fisher, uh, linebacker from Northwestern. That sounds like a linebacker name, Patty Fisher. Yeah, it really does. 
Uh, he, um, and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, he also sounds like the, you know, somebody that you'd like to sit down and have a beer with or a few. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Have a, have a, have a, have a nice pint, have a nice, uh, pint of stout, a pint of stout <laughs> or, or a couple pints. Cause yes, absolutely. And, and the, uh, the last big 10, um, nominee on there is, uh, Chauncey Golston from our very own Ho- Iowa Hawkeyes. Very surprised to see him on this list. I won't lie. Uh, no, I, 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 I was, I was surprised to see him as well. Pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's coming back and, you know, him and Epineza, uh, you know, had, had combined plenty of sacks last year. Um, but without, without AJ there, I was, I was surprised to see Golston, but, but the, but the guys, the guy's a physical freak talent as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I shouldn't be that surprised. Um, but you know, there's, like I said, there's other guys on the list that, you know, were up for multiple, you know, the other award. Um, and I can't really say, I know we've we already discussed those guys at great length. Right. Um, I, I don't really know much about DiCaprio Boodle and very little about Patty Fisher. Um, so I, I mean, I, 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 I'd like to say that Cha- Chauncey Golston has, has, uh, has a chance at this. Um, but to be completely honest, I mean, there, there's there's some other guys I see on this list that that were on the other list that we discussed, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it to be honest, it's, it's going to be tough for Cha- Chauncey to be the represent, you know, to be up there as a finalist. I I totally agree. And, you know, I, when I look at Chauncey Golson, I, I think of three Hawkeye players, former Hawkeye players. If we if we if I combine those three players, I feel like I'd get Chauncey Golston, and this is who I think. He's a combination of Broderick Benz, Derek mm-hmm. Robinson, and Howard Hodges. Ooh. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. That's 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 a great comp. Yeah, those are those are the three guys that uh, I, I feel like if you kind of put a little bit of one and a little bit of the other and, and mix a third in there, you'd come up with uh, you'd come up with Chauncey. And uh, by the way, I mean, he's this is going to be his second, third year starting third year, I believe. Yeah, this is his time to shine. Yeah, I I really think that Chauncey's going to have a great season. Is he is he going to get all the all the all the hype and attention that AJ got? No. Um, maybe, maybe not. But to see a guy like Chauncey Golston with, you know, say. Six and a half to eight sacks, uh, maybe a, a, a couple of forced fumbles, uh, you know, maybe a 10 tackles for loss. I don't think that's out of the question. Well, and you know, we, we talk about Iowa, we talk about them developing players, developing talent. Uh, you know, a, a guy like Golston, you know, where, where he's the advantage he's going to have. It is not on Saturdays, but it's it's really like Monday through Friday because he's he's going up against you know as good uh, offensive linemen as he's going to face on Saturdays, and iron sharpens iron. Yeah, and and Cha- like I said, Chauncey's this is his second or third year uh, doing it, so this isn't this isn't you know his his this isn't his first go around. No, and you know. 
players at Iowa tend to get better every year. Absolutely. And if, if that's the case, Cha- I think I think Chauncey's going to have a pretty good year. You know, I think I think you know second team All Big Ten mm-hmm. could could be the floor for him. Definitely. So uh, I, again, I, I think we both agree that he, he's a very good player. We're both surprised to see him on this list. Um, between the the lot and the Benaric, I could see a situation where, um, you know, Sean Wade gets one and maybe Micah Parsons gets the others just so that they can kind of spread things out a little bit. Unless one of those two guys really, really just. Uh, just absolutely stands out. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So that would be my guess, uh, you know, for the uh, a Big Ten representative for both of those awards is that you you get Wade on one and uh, Micah Parsons on the other. Yeah, you can flip-flop at either award, I think. So one of the other awards uh, that's come out is the uh, Bolitnikov. Nation's best wide receiver. Well, well, and there's the- – there's a lot of good teams uh, represented from the Big Ten on this list. Absolutely. Uh, the name that jumped out at me uh, that, that didn't have a Hawkeye flavor, Rondell Moore from Purdue. Absolutely. And you know, it's kind of funny is I, I didn't take the time to to write down all the Big Ten guys like I had done on the, the other awards because I figured there was only three guys that I even cared to talk about, and one of them was – the you know the guy Iowa has on the list. We'll talk about him in a minute. And the fact that there were two Purdue Boilermakers, and both of them absolutely deserve to be there. David Bell is the other Purdue Boilermaker, and Rondell Moore got hurt last year. Ugh. Yeah, and after he got hurt, David Bell just seemed like was out there just making plays left and right. Uh, and I think we all remember what Rondell Moore did to Iowa two years ago. Yeah. So yeah, between what Moore did to Iowa two years ago, what Bell did to Iowa last year, uh, I, I was only pretty sure what Bell was doing. I, I was having flashbacks to Adam Shana. No offense, Adam. You're a fantastic guy. But ooh. love you, Adam. Love you, Adam. But man, ooh, ooh. just yeah. But yeah, just out there, just abusing people. Yeah. And- uh, and and to think that you know to have Rondell Moore and David Bell healthy this year, that Purdue offense is scary with a capital S. Yeah, and and and, and, and you know the the Carol Loftus, the guy that we keep mentioning for for Purdue on defense. I mean, uh, don't look now, Purdue. Uh, that they, they, they're an absolute contender for the West. Brahms putting together a really good culture, and teams over there in West Lafayette and people better not sleep on the Boilermakers this year because they, I think that they could be right up there with the Iowas and the Wisconsin's of, of the big 10 West and Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's awfully talented too. I hate to say it, you know, but yeah, I mean, they, they belong. They, they, uh, they're, they're, they're talented up there that, we're going to find out a little bit about Minnesota, uh, but yeah. And, and you know, it's certainly it's a, you, you got to show me at Purdue, but uh, they, they have the potential to be scary. Good. Just like you said, absolutely scary. Good. We completely agree there. Yeah. And 
of course. Let's been- not let's not yeah let's not overlook let's not overlook the third guy that we wanted to talk about. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, Iowa does have, you know, and by the way, when was the last time on a preseason watch list for the Bolitnikov? Did Iowa have a guy there? It, it, was this award around when when Tim Dwight was there? <laughs> Um, that's, I don't know, Danon Hughes maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Paul. That that's a great, you know, that's a, that's a great pull there, Danon Hughes. Um, I, I think I would I'd have to think that uh, Tim Dwight probably made his way on onto the watch list for this award. I, I got a slight suspicion, but uh, this has not been a a relative strength of uh, of Kirk Ferentz's offense offenses is uh, you know uh, the wide receiver position. Um. Now I think Marvin McNutt may have. Uh, he, I don't know if he was a finalist his his senior year or uh, maybe a semifinalist. But uh, I'd have to look that up. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. He, <clears throat> he's probably the the closest thing Iowa's had to a uh, potential winner. In the fair and Sarah that I can think of, can you think of anybody that Kevin was Kevin Casper a fi- finalist? Oh man, I thought you might <laughs> bring him up. I sorry, did. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He at one point he was the Iowa's all time leading receiver. Yeah, absolutely. And then, then you know, I, I don't think Ed Hinkle or or Clinton Solomon probably. No. Um, no. What about what about your boy Razor Ramon? Oh, Razor Ramon Ochoa, man. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't think he made the list. Um, no, no. But uh, I, I Amir Smith Marset though. I mean, what can you say about the guy? Just go, just go back, just go back to the Holiday Bowl and watch the watch watch the film. Back to back games, that- by the way. Uh, returning a kickoff for a touchdown. Yes, it was. It was back-to-back games, and you know that, that it, just, it just proves his versatility, you know, and and his and his field vision. You know, he scored he scored a, a kickoff return. Um, he he rushed for a touchdown. Yeah, and and he he caught a touchdown and almost I mean, that, threw one. Yeah, he almost did. He almost threw one. So I mean, it's. I mean, what what more can you say about Amir Smith Marset? I mean. I think you know when it comes down to the, the Big Ten's, you know what? I will say this: the one thing that did surprise me is who wasn't on the list. As much as much love that Amir, as we're giving Amir Smith Marset, I was actually somewhat surprised. You know, Purdue had two receivers. I'm surprised we didn't see a Brandon Smith on the list. Ooh, yeah, you know he he was hurt, uh, you know, quite a bit last year, and uh, but- he was. Uh, you know, but when he's healthy, uh, he may not have the top end speed that ISM has, but his athleticism is absolutely off the chart. Uh, you know, it, the, the guy can, you know, if there was a guy on the Hawkeye football team that, that could play for the Hawkeye basketball team, it's probably Smith because his, he has mad hops. He, I think he's like the Mississippi high school high jump champion something along those lines like yeah and his his mom was his his mom was like um what was she an olympian at the at at the high jump or she was she was in college as a high jumper i believe at at the very least that sounds right yeah at the very least. yeah so it's it it runs in the family i mean that that guy that guy like i said if he he played basketball 
he could probably jump out of the gym. He he could be uh, the Eric May that we've been missing. The Eric May, the the, the all day alley oop Eric May. <laughs> uh, so, uh, did we have any other watch lists? I, I we do have one. We do have one. Um, it's got a little bit of a, a little bit of a Big Ten flavor. Um, it's the uh, Davy O'Brien uh, Nation's Top Quarterback Award. Okay. And there's there's only four guys on this list uh, from the Big Ten. Um, you know, uh, Jack Cohn from Wisconsin, Sean Clifford from PSU, mm-hmm. uh, Tanner Morgan from Minnesota, and in my opinion, uh, the Big Ten's best shot. To, to win the Davey O'Brien, uh, Justin Fields from Ohio State. I'm glad you put it that way, the Big Ten's best chance, because uh, short of an injury or, or something going terribly wrong. Uh, at, at we all point, know who's winning that award. Right, yeah. So the, the mystery. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the, that's the just, just call it the Trevor Lawrence Award right now. Absolutely. Uh, uh, now, you know, from a Big Ten perspective, uh, certainly – you know, uh, I, I really like Minnesota's quarterback. Um, the thing is, they've lost a lot they last lost year. lost so much, especially, you know, weapons-wise. And, you know, I I don't know. And, and by the way, not having uh, preseason games or non-conference games and, and being able to, you know, find a groove uh, – if I'm Minnesota, if I'm Minnesota, I don't know that the the first game I want to play against is an Iowa defense that that just doesn't give up a ton of points. That's they just don't. Especially without you know a tune up of of a non conference game right beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think that. Um, I, if I was Minnesota, I, I would I'd prefer to have this game toward the end of the year again. Um, and to start it off, Big Ten play, not just Big Ten play this year, but your first game, you know, uh, unless they do a, a ra- some sort of radical uh, schedule realignment with the 10 game schedule, um, you know, Friday night up in up in the Twin Cities, it's it's going to be your, your first night and the, and the entire nation is going to be watching it because they're going to be starved for college football. Absolutely. I- and I, I like I like I like what PJ Flex doing up in Minnesota. Even though he dresses like a 1930s bar- barbershop quartet, um, <laughs> you know, um, he has an impressive. I, I, I like I like what he's doing. He 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 got he 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 got the players over when he was at Western Michigan. Yeah, was it, I'm sorry, Western or Central Michigan? I think he was. Uh, I think he was Central. Central, okay, Central. The chip was. Yeah. So you know he got he got all the players to to buy into rowing the boat there, and he he, he turned that in, into a, a high you know, a, a high profile big 10 job at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's got the players, you know, buying into it, buying into it up, up, up in Minneapolis. Um, but I, I just, I just don't know if, if this is, if Minnesota is going to continue the success or if they're going to regress, you know, a little bit like Northwestern did last year. Um, and if they regress, you know, it's, it's, it's not the way Northwestern did. It's just, be, it might just because, be because last year they had the right combination of scheduling and talent and everything just fell into place until they got to Iowa City. Um, but I, 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 just, I just, I just had to reserve, you know, my praise for Tanner Morgan, you know, and 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 Minnesota as a whole, until until I can see what they do, you know, you know, three, four, five, six games in this year. Absolutely, and, and you know the thing, uh, I don't want to heap too much praise on Minnesota, but I, I, I did want to 
uh, kind of bring this up too. <clears throat> is what they're doing up there sustainable? Maybe. And, and here's why. Uh, I think he's, uh, I think they've done a good job of, of closing down the Minnesota border uh, as far as recruiting. And then he's, he's, you know, got natural inroads over into Michigan, like you had mentioned, uh, he's, uh-huh. you know, and so, you know, he, he's, he's not necessarily going to get, you know, the guys who are the first choice for Michigan or Ohio state. Uh, but you know what, he's going to go over to Michigan and he, he may get guys who uh, are Michigan state's first choice. Yeah. Uh, you look at, you look at, you look at, uh, say even, even to the opposite direction, you go into the Dakotas, right? You know, the North and South Dakota, they have a lot of hidden gems over there. And, that's a lot of those guys get slighted and they go to North Dakota state and they win championships. Absolutely. If, if he, if he can, if he can start, you know, getting, getting those guys and, and, you know, and, uh, keying in on those guys early and then develop them the same way he's developing other players. I mean, he could, he could get a lot of good players really quick out of the, out of, out of the North and South Dakota area. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, well, we've, we've gone over our, uh, uh, the, the preseason watch lists that are out there. Um, I, you know, I, I feel really good about this, man. I, I we, we, we've broken it down. <clears throat> I, I'm going to do this for everybody. Uh, uh, I, I am going to put a story together and get it out there of, uh, uh, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> it's going to be a little bit more, excuse me. I'm I'm all choked up about this. Uh, it's going to be yeah, the, it's it's all the PJ Fleck affle- it, um, affection. Yeah, Paul. Well, for PJ Flem, I'm not sure, but uh, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I am going to get a story out there. Uh, I, I want to take a look at at the guys who are on uh, from Iowa who are on these lists and kind of compare their numbers to the guys that we've talked about as being. Uh, potential winners, uh, you know, uh, the likely winners uh, or, or representatives from the Big Ten how, and see how, how does Chauncey Golson's numbers stack up against some of the some of the guys we think have a better chance to win or uh, Amir Smith-Marset. We know his numbers aren't going to be up there necessarily, uh, but, you know, it, there's a reason they're on the list. And, and so I want to dig a little deeper into that. And uh, so look for that. That's going to be on 247hawkeye.com coming up shortly too. Uh, Simo, do you have anything you want to add before we get going? Yes. Um, as soon as, as soon as the, uh, uh, the watch list come out for the Ray Guy Award and the Lou, Lou Groza Award, we will put together a podcast right away for that. Absolutely. Like right away. <laughs> we, we could spend an hour just talking about keith duncan okay hey you know what if 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 we can sit for 15 minutes and discuss the intricacies of the coffin corner kick i'll be in heaven paul yeah well I, you know i think if i will play tomorrow i'm not sure they know who would who, who who they'd send back to punt and nate stanley's not around to do it anymore yeah, Nate Stanley with his twenty-four yard average. I mean, you know, some. You know, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I had to throw it in, man. I had to throw it in because you know, we 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 
here at Big Ass Turkey Legs, we we love everyone, especially kickers. We love we love kickers. We love punters. Uh, you know, it's we're Hawkeye fans, and yeah, without a doubt. And, and you know, that's it. We may kid, but we we definitely understand the value of the kicking game. And you know, we we talked earlier about Penn State, and uh, you know, those games, as so many Iowa games, come down to a special teams play. Or in some cases, a special teams gaff, <coughs> Iowa State. Uh, yep. So you know the the value of special teams is a big deal in the Hawkeye program, and it's uh, it's a big deal here on uh, Big Ass Turkey Legs. Totally, I couldn't agree with you more. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, you know, thank you for hanging out with us for another hour. Um, there's nothing we really love more than being able to talk Hawkeyes, talk sports, and uh, we we can't wait to do this again and. Uh, hopefully the next time we get a chance to do this, it, it'll be uh, again more. Uh, we're gonna have an opportunity to to really break down and talk about some stuff. And uh, so for now, I just want to say uh, go Hawks and uh, good night, Simon. Go Hawks. Good talking with you, Paul. All right, it's always great to talk to you, Simon. Thanks, man. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. See you.